Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? at number 86. It's the reason we're all Team Jacob. Yep. Being the Wolfman, Wolfman and Lava Girl. In 3D, the adventures of Wolfman and Lava Girl. In 3D, is this typecasting? Jacob. Is, the wo- is a fanged a fanged animal a typecast? Yes. Um, is, is, is he actually Native American? I now, Mark was saying we don't do research for this, which is am I racist true. now? I, I do well, no, I'm wondering if research. Hollywood's racist if they keep typecasting the Native American uh, guy as animal characters. But I yeah, because straight up, his up I Tara Lautner's information. His IMDb <laughs> picture does look kind of like like a werewolf or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, he's an American actor. Okay, he uh, he did great. He's a great shark boy. Show. What can I'd I like say? him in pretty much everything I've seen him in. Wow, he's only which 31. is, to be fair, the Twilight series and this. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> even less for me. Just this from L.A. Uh, uh, here we go. Lautner has Dutch, French, and German ancestry. Yeah, and he has okay. That he has distant Native American ancestry through his mother, which basically probably because people criticized mean. his casting in Twilight. <laughs> so all right. That could be it. Okay. What is this? It's Films and Filth. It's the Citizen Kane of podcasting. This is Matt here. There's there's Luke over there. Hello. And it's passed. Mark. Oh, I was I was gonna see like <laughs> Luke pass the ball, but he didn't do that. So Mark just introduced himself. <laughs> snatch. Snatch the ball. Okay, now now you've been passing the ball to our guest, Phil Freeman, back here, back again. Yeah, I guess who's <laughs> salutation. <laughs> Okay, All now right. pass me the ball. I'm gonna dunk. Right. Oh no! Right. I Take it. My dick. Oh. <laughs> oh no! I can't feel my dick. I can't feel my dick. I'm hanging out with the cheerleaders, <laughs> laughing at Luke's dick. Oh man, I'm back at high school for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, we're gonna uh, take you back to grade school for this one, and and a school bully. We get that in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Now, up until so, I, I keep mentioning the the Blu-ray apocalypse last year where I picked up the Spy Kids movies and assumed this was a Spy Kids movie, but it's not a Spy Kids movie. So that no, it, more or less is, but it's not. I just it's like, like what if I... Spy Kids was fake and it was just some kid thought about it, except right. it, all the stuff he thought about didn't really make sense. But also he goes inside of the Spy Kids and the Spy Kids keep asking him to do things. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just, I was like content. I was content that I had this, you know, four dollars, uh, three three dollars, four hundred yen for to get all the Spy Kids movies. So I was like, I'm set. So I get mm. ready to watch this a couple nights ago. No, I'm not set at all. I don't have this movie, so I had to go on a on the prowl, which isn't a problem, but just yeah, I thought I was. Oh, set. the good thing about set. this DVD was that it came with the red and blue 3D glasses, as well as the Spy Kids 3D one as well. So you could get like a ton of them. I actually had like hundreds of them because I worked at a movie theater when. Spy Kids 3D came out. But you could also use those same glasses for the DVD. 
which you couldn't do with like the modern 3D. It only works mm. with like the red and blue. So that was kind of cool, especially if you were a kid. But oh yeah, I didn't. I not, I watched it in 2D. I'm just on my computer, and yeah, yeah, this is when 3D was still garbage. Like well, <laughs> I mean, the thing this is, was 3D right was accessible. That's I felt stupid when I looked at IMDb when I was like 10 minutes from the end. I'm like, oh, I could have just watched this with red and blue glasses if I could find any. And also could find the right video file, which I, was I did about not. say you would need the right <laughs> video file too. Well, yeah, I, I I assumed automatically that it was like Avatar 3D, like uh, that you have to have the. This is whatever. kind of a meme movie, so I I assume it's probably like a 4K 3D rip, like on Pirate Bay or something like that. Because there's a I lot of kids. I found a, like a 1080p rip just yeah. literally by putting the title into Google. It was um, on archive.org for me. So, but it was a lot it of was, movies are really slow to watch so i ended up paying amazon just because i got fed up with the website uh, that, yeah, that's me. always it if piracy is more difficult than just paying for it i'll pay for it <laughs> yeah it's funny because you know they just keep taking things off of streaming and then it, it feels like it's not worth it but you know yeah. back when it was sort of like if you had netflix and hulu and amazon you could mostly watch whatever you needed to then it was worth having those three things and uh not so much anymore but yeah now i need to have netflix disney hulu amazon paramount plus they'll be the same yeah. company soon yeah um you know hopefully they'll all be merged with f movies which is where i saw this <laughs> anyway okay. so uh initial impressions yeah this came out when i was it was the end of 2005. Okay, I was in America. I just didn't care. Okay, I was I was about to say I was in Japan for the first time, but that's not true. I, I was in America, and I just, you know, I was definitely watching a lot of movies, but I didn't watch 2005. Yeah. Where, you know, I was, I don't know, 20-something. Seven? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. I went to do math. <laughs> I was 14 when this came out, so I would yeah. say I was precisely the wrong age. Because mm -hmm. like, this was this was not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah, is like a fourteen-year-old boy. I just did a I, goofy movie, and that came out when I was like fifteen or something. I was like, yeah, that was not. That's not the movie I was going to go see at that. Point. See, whereas I love the goofy movie because I was the right age. Well, I just watched it. Was it was it was fine. It was good, but yeah, you know, I obviously wasn't the market to go see it in the theater yeah. at that age. Yeah, I watched Space Jam in like twenty fifteen. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> lot of this stuff where. Um, I, I watched Spy Kids 3D when it came out, partly because of the cast, and I didn't really care for it. However, it might be better than this. But I, I watched remember. Spy Kids one with my brother at the theater, and I was mm -hmm. I was eleven, so he would have been like four. So I guess probably maybe it was his first film in the theater. I got um, four and on Blu-ray. You can check for you. It was fine, but I never chose to watch any others. And yeah, I remember this coming out, and there's a generation of kids slightly younger than me who I often see, you know, meme about this film. But yeah, I was there was no way I was watching this when it came out. And I also, I think, even if it had come out when I was the right age, I think I would have hated it. Yeah, um, it's weird. It reminds me of Last Action Hero, which... No, nah, it's... I, I always hated the, like... Oh, it's all your imagination. The power of dreaming is what will save the day. As a kid, remember that when I was three years old, I was watching Commando and Terminator 2 every day. 
So yeah. even as a child, I had no interest in stuff that pandered to how children's imaginations are special or whatever. I was like, no, I want to see an actual shark boy. Give me yeah, that. that's the thing. If <laughs> if if this was real, if it was just if Shark Boy and Lava Girl were real and they were in charge and they were, you know, took front and center, I would have loved this. Yeah, it's if not... it had just been played completely straight, I would have liked it way more. I guess you just didn't do things like that in 2005. Like you weren't supposed to. You it wasn't well, cool you to say just that, make a that's thing. Kind of what Spy Kids was. Yeah, it's just literally about kids who are spies. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I don't at all want to throw Robert Rodriguez under the bus because I mean he made Battle Angel Alita, which is one of my favorite movies. Period of the last ten years, and mm. that was straight up about a robot who was a robot. There's there's no subtext. And it's great, you know. The the Rodriguez um, thing is because he's such an auteur in the '90s, right? He's like he's Tarantino's buddy is going to be one of the biggies. He kind of is one of the biggies when you he just started, yeah. I guess got into this thing around 1999 where he's like, "My children will be my muse," and started. Mm -hmm. You know, he this story is credited to his his kids, which is yeah a, a little bit and that's funny. The thing kids, is that basically like it's this kid like the journal is this kid's journal from real life. He's done that a lot since this movie. I think Spy Kids, he did that a little bit, but he started like bringing them in as part of the crew to a degree. Uh, there's like mixed yeah. things about that. The one thing I do like about that, I was like watching the trailer for Inside Out 2, and the whole thing is about the new emotion is anxiety, which makes me think about like how Pixar movies are literally made for adults and they pretend like they're made for kids. I do like that he made a movie from the point of view of a kid, literally. Like he was like, this is what my kid is into. I'm going to make that movie from his point of view. I think that's, and he made it in his backyard. It's like for like, I, which is cool as well. That's what I, I was saying last night. Um, I, I was talking on the phone with, 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 um, well, Scott, who we mentioned here and there, but I, he was, I was talking about the movie and I was like, if this were your neighbor, or was I talking to Mark? I don't remember. It was, <laughs> it was you. Yeah. I was like saying, he said, if, if this, you, Okay, you said I asked I if said. you I asked if you thought it was bad and you said um well it's like if your neighbor made something uh made a movie in their garage and you want to be nice to them and I was immediately countered with is it my annoying neighbor who I don't like and then you were yeah. like no it's your neighbor who you do like it's like okay that, that's where I tracked when it was <laughs> you because Scott wouldn't ask that uh -huh. question <laughs> yeah um the thing is is that I didn't look up that it was his kid that wrote it basically until the very end and I kind of wish I'd known that earlier because it made me feel a little softer about it because I looked at this as that he was trying so hard to relate to kids that it was completely cringe it didn't work for me if I'd known that it was really a kid who wrote it I might have not thought knew, like that but it doesn't feel like a kid in. wrote this I knew that okay. coming in yeah it weirdly feels more like an adult who is trying to write this than a kid and that is strange but i guess that's just what sometimes happens in translation well let me uh plop the story out just to to make a crystal yep. clear a crystal clear plop a plop of mm -hmm. crystal pepsi something like good that. luck max is a fourth grader in texas while his parents are about to split the class bully linus has him in his sights and his teacher breaks multiple teacher student conduct laws he has created the dream planet drool there shark boy a lost child raised by sharks and Lava Girl, of indeterminate origin, live as heroes. But once Linus steals and defaces Max's dream journal, Drool begins to decline. 
Lava Girl and Shark Boy appear at Max's school and whisk him off to drool to fix things there. They confront Mr. Electric, a villain who looks suspiciously like Max's teacher, but are defeated and cast away into the dream graveyard. They make their way out through a vista of strange pun lands, find that Minus, a dream version of Linus, has taken charge of drool and are recaptured. But Max receive, receives bleh, Max retrieves his dream journal, but Shark Boy and Lava Girl are defeated by Mr. Electric. Max then discovers his powers as the Daydreamer, which allows him to bring back the heroic duo and restore Drool. They chase a Mr. Electric filled with genocidal motivations back to Earth and defeat him right outside of Max's classroom. There's also an Ice Princess somewhere in all of this. I felt like I Very. could mention her, but then that but then my synopsis just got like that much longer, so it didn't yeah, happen. She- she I feel like you on. mentioned too much of this film. It's meant to just wash over you, I think. You should have seen the wiki plot, you know? The wiki plot was like 10 paragraphs. You know that if this was my episode to do the plot, I'd have been like, Max is a kid who daydreams. He goes into his daydreams and learns how to apply them in real life. And that would have been it. <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah, part of not knowing it was the kid who wrote this, I spent some of the first 30 minutes feeling like this is some kind of like libertarian jerk-off dream film. About pulling yourself up by your bootstraps? About if you not imagine it, you can dream. do it. Why don't people <laughs> dream anymore? Why aren't you ambitious enough? It's like it felt it felt like that for a minute. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Who has and a it's dream just journal? That it's um I I have at some point, I think. I know you do, right? Uh, yeah, I got a hundred pages plus, but I haven't written anything out for two years. I well, thought about it repeatedly and never dreams. bothered to do it. It takes work. Well, yeah, a lot I of times journaling. I write down in like the middle of the night, thinking, "Oh man, that's gonna be so good!" Like I think it's like gonna be a funny bit that I dreamed of, and I try to read it in the morning. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> like it's like it's ineligible what I was trying to like come up. Like I was like, "Oh no, this makes so much sense," and I'm like, "I, I have no idea." <laughs> I've had those. I've had ones where I've woken up with an idea so good I had to write it down, and in the morning I realized it doesn't actually make sense. <laughs> yeah. I've I've written songs in my dreams. I've woken up and taken them down, and they've been decent. I don't remember which ones they are, but it's happened. Well, um, I have extensive dreaming. I'm not sure I've ever like created anything in that way through a dream, which is interesting. The one I really yeah. remember is I came up with a cartoon character called Fission Pigeon. And I woke up nice. like, that's such a good rhyme. Why has no one done that? And then in the morning, I realized, oh, they don't quite actually rhyme. <laughs> they work. <laughs> it's better than than like two thirds of the electric puns in this movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Even though, man, George Lopez is on fire in this. Like, I, I want him to be a fucking Bond villain. After this my movie. favorite actual moment of this film is that when the real teacher comes face to face with Mr. Electric and he's like, you imagine me as a bad guy? Because <laughs> like, yeah. the teacher's not actually that mean or anything. I, yeah, that was all of my notes. I'm like, why is he so evil in the dream? He was like a good teacher. He was trying to tell you to make friends and shit. <laughs> it was, I don't know. And and seeing his face blown up like that works so well as like a visual gag. I don't I don't know, man. It was... Um, Looks better than Modoc does in the new. I saw Mania. loads of memes comparing oh, Modoc right. to Mr. Electric. You're right. 
like it looks as stupid but it works so like it makes more sense I and mean, it's not like visually repulsive like <laughs> well, and also that the i mean not to get too far into it but that appearance in that movie is also sort of shitting on a beloved comic book character to be like haha look at this you thought we were going to give a shit about the comics and then it's just this fucking guy and he's he's gonna die anyway it's like there's your there's your fucking modok you comic book reading idiots i haven't seen this yet i guess i have to look up MODOK anyway now. well um i uh whatever watch the Patton oswalt show it's probably better i haven't watched it but um no, I, I during the holiday, I since the used store had a bunch of the phase two and three Marvel stuff on sale or you know, used and cheap. I, I bought several like and rewashed them. And uh they you know, they're yeah, I'm talking you know, these are cheap oh, and older used ones. now. If I want yeah. the newer ones, they cost more. So but we were watching. I haven't those, watched like, the yeah. last like four Marvel films, but I'm about to see Godzilla minus one for the third time tomorrow. <laughs> I've seen it twice. And that's more than I'm watching I've seen the black any- and white cut tomorrow. Oh man, I don't think we're getting it here. I'm just gonna have to watch it on disc. But Godzilla minus one minus color. <laughs> oh yeah. When um uh, in, in this movie, when his parents showed up, I thought they were two. They're two prominent actors, but I thought they were two completely different prominent actors. Oh, I thought it was I Katie really Holmes thought I recognized the guy, but it turns out I didn't. I think I it's David Arquette, right? He was David Arquette, but I thought he was someone else yeah. for three seconds. And and then well, um, Kristen Davis, I thought she was um Katie Holmes for about three seconds. Well, Until I looked it up. The parents' performance was po- possibly the most baffling thing in the movie because they sort of acted like giant children, and I didn't understand that. Just his mom shows up and says, "My cookies, my giant cookies." Like, what the hell is going on? With movie was and then their children. dialogue at the end, when they recon- reconcile at the end, it's just this weird thing where they just say nice things to each other while they're getting <laughs> sucked up by tornadoes that they don't seem to care that they're getting sucked up by tornadoes. Anyway, a seven-year-old wrote it. It doesn't matter. I should, I should feel bad even picking it apart a little bit. Well, well I think um, it's great. I don't think movie. you have to feel bad because it was released in a movie theater for people to pay money for. <laughs> Fifty. It was his <laughs> highest budget movie that he had ever made at that point. You understand this? It was fifty million dollar movie. How? Was it? Is that a <laughs> dude? When you look at look at IMDb, look at the list of people who like auditioned for these parts. It is insane. There were something like twenty five. I know when he made Death he like made it for twenty million less than what they gave him a budget for, and was like, "Can I just keep ten million, like free?" And he did. Like, okay. So maybe he did. I, like, because he had a movie come out this year, Dang. which got no advertising at all. I didn't even know it was coming out, and then like I looked into it, and it seems like it was some kind of scam from some investment company, and then they're like claiming it had this huge budget, so they can like when they go bankrupt. I don't know. It's a whole weird thing, but <laughs> I, I think a similar thing happened with this movie where he just pocketed a bunch of money because they were like, oh, Spy Kids made all of this. Here's whatever. And he's like, sure, I'll make it in my backyard and keep $20 million, like just for myself. I mean, that only makes me <laughs> I mean, like it more. It if that's the case. I respect that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I get them because like, if you can steal from a big corporation, it's look- always morally correct. Since right. he looks amazing and it costs like way less than that. So that movie is... Yeah beautiful <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, i love sin city a lot of this cgi is quite questionable but i guess you know a playstation one game also has a large budget <laughs> i i came into this expecting to hate the cgi and i didn't hate most of it like i the only thing i really disliked was just the the structure of that the main character was basically held hostage by his own dream and 
kept having his own dream ask him what to do. Okay, I think I have yeah. a CGI sweet spot for this. I wrote halfway through, which I know Mark can attest to this. Uh, Luke cannot. Philip, I don't know. Uh, is this Disney Quest the movie? Sure. <laughs> it gave me a similar headache to Disney Quest. Yeah. <laughs> I bet especially if you watched it in 3D, it would feel like Disney Quest. Yeah, 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 definitely. So that was kind of like, just you know, it's a, it's the same reason, I, you know, Babylon 5 is supposed to be great, but I just cannot watch it because that first season is just so violently cgi terrible looking to me it's like i treat this cgi cgi the way i treat muppets but you don't complain about the muppets because they don't look as real as the dinosaurs in jurassic park because they're not meant to they're muppets and like this cgi doesn't look real but i don't think it's really meant to not it's real, meant to just... look like a dream right it is but well my dreams look better in this <laughs> well um yeah, until you try and I... look at a detail right there's not yeah, really if you watch the replay surreal stuff with the visuals. I mean, it's not like the most mind blowing stuff, but for a kids' movie, it gets pretty weird. It looks like like a avant garde CD ROM from like nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I straight up liked the sharks. Like every time the sharks were on screen, I was happy, and the Mister Electric looked cool to, to me. I mean, I was like, um, <laughs> "All right, you were well, about how you wish they were real, like it was more approached as if they were real characters, not all in his imagination." And and I thought that first sequence was the best, like visually and like because mm -hmm. of that, it, it was like as if they were real characters and they were just living in that world. And I just want to say one thing about that. He, he puts him in his tub and like fills it all the way, like the shower. That's exactly like Shape of Water. And I'm going to say Guillermo del Toro stole that uh, from <laughs> Chicken Boy. Just wanted to point that out anyway. I mean, yeah, I think um, spoilers for the sequel to this is that canonically Lava Girl and Shark Boy do hook up. So that also is like Shape, shape of Water. I didn't Wait, there was a sequel. Is it the yeah, um, 20? We can be heroes. <laughs> It is rated too highly to be on this podcast at a 4.7. Oh, too bad. It's called We Can Be Heroes. I don't know yeah. if it's good or not. It's on Netflix. I, everyone supposedly hates it, but it like, brings in like all of the kid characters from all of his movies, I believe. Some some weird. Because, yeah, he made that other one short as well as the Spy Kids movies. I don't know. Whatever. Hmm. I don't know about that. But, or um, the original kids movie. You got to you know his sequence from Four Rooms? Four Rooms. I was going to bring that up because that was the Spy beginning Kids. of Spy Kids, right? That but was incredible. Yeah, it's great. It's the only thing good that in that was, whole movie. <laughs> you're right. It's the by far the best thing in that movie. The worst, uh, uh, That movie also contains the worst thing Quentin Tarantino's probably ever done, which is a short where Quentin Tarantino just talks at people the whole time. I saw that on opening night, which is why I can remember nothing about it because I haven't seen it since. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think he's really good with kid actors. Like the the main characters of this movie are three kids, and they're fine. Like like that's hard to do. Like most of the time, that's a recipe for even if they're like good, it's still kind yeah. of hard to get. And he, yeah. even get the villain perform. kid is like having the time of his life, like an adult actor does when they're <laughs> playing a villain. Yeah, it's like I didn't care for Max all that much, but he was not anywhere. He wasn't bad you know yeah, like, not like, i didn't dislike annoying. him because his performance was bad i just liked it disliked him because he was a wet blanket and i wanted to watch the shark boy yeah it was <laughs> it was character problems shark boy and lava girl actors were amazing i mean they they um they reminded me a lot of uh spider from uh avatar 2 how it's like okay, basically yeah. when i was watching that uh the feeling i got from spider was that 
this is like theme park energy, which makes total sense because he was acting. You don't usually see somebody going that hard when they're acting opposite, you know, CGI creations. Mm. And that's like the right thing to do is to go in and just give it maybe a hundred and ten percent as if that was possible. But, you know, ninety nine percent. Give it as well, much no, no, as you I, can. I mean, it makes you sense, know? right? One hundred and ten percent of what a real person would do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so this yeah. Is like the only there are mathematical sense. situations where 110% works. Don't worry. <laughs> You're right. Like I could eat 110% of a burger just to get an extra tenth of a burger. Well, like a pepperami contains 160% pork. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much pork. Exactly. So mm. I'm going to put this in two questions. One of the more de- divisive, probably. The first one mm. is this a film you could, Lucas, could, could Rodriguez go back and just like make the shit look better? Because. For me, even in 2005, I would have been like, this looks like crap. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the performances are generally pretty good. I'd like to see the performances against like a better backdrop. <laughs> um, I don't think he should. Okay. I think you should just remove some of the puns <laughs> digitally. Yeah, like my, like I I, the visuals, I think, work for what's going on. Yeah. I, my issues I'm, are with the, the story and concept. Yeah, I, I wrote I down know. my... A sequence, a song sequence, like in Return of the Jedi special edition. You know, if we're going to do special edition. Oh, yeah. If he's going to do stuff like that, I'm all for it. Just go in and add more ridiculousness. (laughs) Yeah. Like, go in and, like, we're going to upgrade the textures to match our modern CGI. Like, nah, get out of here. Yeah, dude, just put like 300 sharks in all the shark scenes. (laughs) I don't think it would be like like, like Ocarina of Time look like on the Unreal Engine or something. It's like, that just looks stupid. Like, it looks good as a cartoon. Like I, I think yep. it works better that way. I don't know. I mean, oh yeah, the the classic Nintendo hire this man between. Well, yeah, the only the only thing Ocarina of Time really needed was just more frames per second and better targeting, which they can't really do the second. So uh, the PC port does look pretty good, but uh, what the hell am I talking about? Oh yeah, I <laughs> I wrote down my least favorite line in the whole film. Sure. Usually, if you snooze, you lose. With Max, you snooze, you win. <laughs> That's that one of the worst goddamn lines I've ever heard. In my I enjoyed life. that. That was kind of funny. What he delivers it makes it work for me. I don't know. Yeah, he seems tried, really bored. I just kind of <laughs> pretend it didn't happen right after he said it. I just erased <laughs> it. I instantly erased it from my memory. Oh god. Okay, I have a question, mostly for Matt and Luke, but Phil, you might field it too. Um, if your students had a nightmare where you were a, a giant villain, what powers would you have? Mm. <laughs> I, it would be a hologram of myself and the cookie monster it'd be yeah I'd be right. and i guess so i live in japan and japanese people are very skinny so i'm often yeah. accused of being fat so i would be like <laughs> the blob from the x-men <laughs> right. uh Bill, what do you what would you or if I wanted to be more generous to myself, sometimes they compliment my big muscles, so maybe I would be like the Hulk. You'd just be like six foot two and it would frustrate everybody because you're just a little taller than everyone they've ever seen. Oh, I should throw in that. (laughs) I don't know how tall you are in real life. You might be six foot two for all No, I'm like five seven. Okay. By the way, Cookie Matt would be a kaiju. He'd be like five hundred feet tall. Just to Yeah, Matt's pretty tall in Japan. I think I'm. I mean, you're yeah, moderately tall than... even in the West. I don't do that. Uh, I think that's average height. I, I'm five eleven and a half. So I'm I think close we're the to same tall height. That's why you. I think Phil is taller than me. I can't remember. 
it's I, probably changed since then, but at one point I was like the exact average height of a human. Nice. <laughs> but obviously good, that includes good. all races and both well, and all genders. So <laughs> it was like I was this tall when I was basically ten years old, so I got a lot of oh, you should uh, play basketball. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like, same because I was like kind of tall as a kid and then everyone leapfrogged me a year later. Technically yeah. you every size, right? You started like this and you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was very short at some point. <laughs> well none of the bigger sizes, but smaller, sure. There was what that if... one dude who was a dwarf and then became a giant. Is that the PS2? He like had a late growth spurt, so he was a dwarf for like part of his adult life and then was like legally a giant because he was like seven foot three. That I sounds incredible. And then I think he died in like his forties because bodies are meant to be yeah. <laughs> amazed he made it that far. <laughs> that kind of shit. Um, Phil, what about you? What what would your dream nightmare form be? I'd probably be like like a horrible fuckboy or something where they like think I'm trying to be cool, like still at the age that I am or something. They're just some stupid like I'm still trying to be hip to these young, young kids, and they all think I'm like a loser. So I don't know how. Exa- I guess I would just look like uh, the the bully kid. Yeah, I might be somebody who who like goes and beats you at video games a couple of times, and then you beat me, and then I act like a dick. You're, you're just <laughs> describing yourself, more or less, right? <laughs> uh, no, I'm nice. I'm nice when I lose. I'm a good loser. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you aren't a dick in the end, but that that sounds. I mean, I had to test my good loser ability yesterday because one of my kids made me play Mario Kart with him, and he gave me the most. Busted fucking controller. Put all the weirdest <laughs> settings on. <laughs> that like, I love it when, like, that does actually happen, but every time someone says that, you're like, hmm, busted controller, eh? This, this is like... a kid who has to play his Switch in tabletop mode because his Joy-Cons no longer connect. And he has to use this <laughs> fucking brace thing because he snapped off the, um... <laughs> the stand. Like, everything he has, he just chucks it in his school bag loose. I can, I can tell you what happened in my class with this kid last week. If you want to hear that, that was kind of. Oh, go on. I, I always love hearing yeah. how other okay. people terrorize. It, it was him. him. It was him and another terror of a kid, and the class was like sports. Um, it, it ended up in the end. They spent about twenty minutes uh, where they'd grabbed my ukulele, and one of them had a flashlight. So they turned the lights off. One of them was spinning the flashlight around like a strobe light, and the other one would uh, sit there like, trying to be a rock star with the ukulele, and then they'd switch places and. That actually sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds fun. It's highly entertained them for a good 20 minutes. I'm like, well, at least they're not breaking anything unless that flashlight flies off. But that didn't happen. So I guess that win. And briefly, briefly returning to the video game thing is that one of the most bullshit things that ever happened was uh, when I was like a teenager, I had this girlfriend who was constantly stuck babysitting her I know, three younger siblings mm. and i played one of them at the mall in mortal Kombat, and i killed him with sub-zero and froze him and broke him in half over my head and later on he told her that he had done that to me <laughs> it's like it's like oh, you well. little shit oh, well let's <laughs> anyway. get back on topic if i played mario kart <laughs> with shark boy i think he'd beat me if i played mario yeah. kart with lava girl i'd beat her but i'd be cool about it well she'd melt the controller well yeah if i played mario kart with max or the bully kid I would beat them, but I would be a dick about it. <laughs> like that's like the I four just, the four alignments of the 
yeah <laughs> it's just authoritarian or whatever yeah i shouldn't say this as a teacher but there are some children you meet and you're just like yeah i get why you're bullied yeah it, that's like that's the whole thing is don't go when... to school repeatedly and tell ch- the other children about your dreams that they know they make fun of <laughs> yeah mr electricity when you're meant to be is... writing a diary about real events I think there's movies kind of find the centrist answer where it's like you can be a space case, but you know, pay attention sometimes. Like it's it, it, it's that's, a pretty good moral. Yeah, oh, yeah, thing yeah is, it's fine. It's just he should have learned that lesson at a much younger age. Oh yeah, they should have been well, holding him down and beating him up and just you know spinning in his face. <laughs> well, it's like all most. I don't remember anybody getting bullied for drawing or even talking about. I mean. There was a girl I went to high school with who was very open about having an imaginary friend. And I don't, people talked about her, but I don't remember anybody being directly mean to her. It was just also sort of like, they actually, most of the kids would mean because the next day they all came in and were like, oh, I've made up a fun character too. Yeah. It's a, um, even but though a lot of them like... had paper to throw at the beginning, which <laughs> this, this movie sort of, it commits this, sin that a lot of movies like this do where it makes the bullies seem super cool at the beginning which is not how real life is bullies are right, usually yeah, yeah, yeah. bullies are usually pathetic and kind of embarrassing and mm-hmm. uh you know well it's like the worst defender is probably stephen king's it the most recent movie where the bullies are just like screaming and they're like oh and they're like driving cars around and enraged constantly and i'm like that just doesn't happen like bullies are generally bored and boring i think yeah the other thing is most bullies like i don't think they actively think they're bullying they think they're having fun right yeah that's the thing is that they have to gaslight you they can't just go yeah that's right i'm you're stupid and then they cross their arms and look really confident and happy about what they're doing that just isn't that's doesn't fit they usually would like yeah he would act like he's max which they kind of go into a little bit where he's like oh let's be friends yeah but yeah, that that's, would, that's more like what actual bullying situations end up being like. I wonder if that's, that's the, the thing secret is... sauce for uh, you know Cobra Kai because we get that in Karate Kid where we get the uh, the cool bully, but then thirty years later we get Cobra Kai where he's you know bored and dumb. But, but he was the whole time basically, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's part of why that works. Even though I haven't watched it, but um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but but you know, I I love that George Lopez is basically yelling at both of these kids equally through the entire mm-hmm. regular real world which is the right thing to do because you know they both need to just get over them they probably should be best friends i bet you fast forward a few years even if this crazy shit did, didn't happen and they just would be friends with each other because like you don't you don't obsess over a kid's journal that much if you aren't kind of jealous and actually want to hang out with him yeah which makes sense that he would just be up in his dream world but we don't it, the movie doesn't really go into that a whole lot, except for, I guess, they're brilliant psychological analysis of these children. From what you're saying, well, you like know, I that's all I do is psychoanalyze children all day. That's <laughs> I do think like he does get children right. Like, there's a reason these films were successful with kids. That was oh, really nice. like, so. He made Who them just... with his child, so I guess it makes sense. Like I think the like this is like the weakest one, but I, and it's more like a vanity project thing, obviously. But like the Spy Kids movies are genuinely pretty good, like especially the first two. Um, like I, I think those are some of the best kids movies ever made. Like 
and they get the even this movie is full of a lot of imagination like when they're using their powers and stuff like that it, it comes like he comes up with like a lot of novel ways for them to do it more so than even a lot of superhero movies do oh yeah, have, yeah. like I hate point that out... most superhero movies take interesting powers and then just become two characters shoot beams at each other. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he, he has that... problem solved with it and stuff like that. Like... Things like, oh, it's the Scarlet Witch and she can control people's minds and that lasted for all of like a third of a movie and then she turns <laughs> into somebody who shoots, is upset and shoots beams. Um, well, Spy Kids... <laughs> 3D is at a 4.4 on IMDb, which is a little lower than We Can Be Heroes, the sequel to this. Spy Kids 1 is at 5.6. That's it? Which I remember is... people liking that when it came out. I mean, that's pretty what? high for a genre film, I think. For a children's genre film. Children's genre film, yeah. Remember that there's going to be, like, bored parents who write reviews on IMDb, just like, my kids made me sit through this. Like, <laughs> let's go, okay, The Goonies, 7.7. Still not as high as you might expect that's, that's for something reasonable. that people consider kind of perfect. Uh, there, there, there's, there's some problems in that movie. <laughs> no, well, I, I don't, I didn't think, watch I don't think it's perfect. I was an adult, so <laughs> I would be uh, a school than that. <laughs> I saw it when I was what, 20 and it still didn't really work, but it was just sort of for, for people who were kids when that came out. I don't know. E.T. has a 7.9, so it's, you know, ballpark. Um, most I of the stuff on the good list is Pixar mm. for kids. That is, however, and yeah, like you said, Pixar kind of it's for adults. Well, because yeah, was... kids are going on IMDb most... and rating films. <laughs> well, most kids, um, I think, probably prefer Illumination stuff to Pixar stuff. Hmm. Now, Let's ten years ago, where... probably not, but but didn't like, exist, Matt. Um, I... <laughs> Despicable Me sitting at a 7.6 so that's pretty close to the other two I yeah. just mentioned Pixar just got into that rut of like a formula where it's just like oh it's an, an you know like a metaphor for something and there are objects that aren't usually alive and now they're alive I don't know they just got too much of the same stuff or they get too adult and I think that's their main yeah. issue it's like at least Illumination it's and they also Illumination has like more like Warner Brothers cartoon kind of humor in it whereas like the Pixar movie can be kind of stuffy sometimes, or you know, this occasional Wally has a, like a, some WB stuff, but Illumination is a straight up Bugs Bunny type humor throughout, and that's gonna read yeah. kids are gonna love that way more. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I love that I way mean, more. I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get into it late on a later episode, but to me, Wally kind of falls apart when it starts trying to talk about humans. Well, it falls apart when people start talking. Yeah, literally. <laughs> really? The silent half of Wally is so much better. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, honestly, Wreck It Ralph is probably better than Wally, and I don't think that's yeah. on any of this good list because that's the thing that Wreck It Ralph is like a pure story. Basically, it has it. Both of those movies, uh, they have things to say, but it the things that they have to say never get in the way of just the fun. Mm. Anyway, I did I did want to go, you know, that's a good segue. Compare this to the the Japanese title here, of course, is Inside Head, which is somehow more amusing. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, I more of of Herman's head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Why why what, what's wrong with that? I don't know why they changed it in Japan. Uh Luke, you got a feeling on that? Why what's this it? one? Inside out becomes inside, out. inside head. Probably because well, the term inside out isn't like a used phrase in Japan, so it's a pun that would mean nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's very important <laughs> for the Japanese for the wordplay to either work or sound cool. 
So right. <laughs> maybe they didn't think inside out would work. So they're just like inside head sounds cool. Anyway, that's obviously not dreams, but it's almost the same idea. Can we? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I assume that inside out does it better than this movie i've heard that inside out is actually popular with child psychologists because it's useful for explaining feelings to children i have not uh, seen it i've um, not seen it uh, apart from when it's been on at work and i've seen it in japanese piecemeal yeah it's it's one of those things where when a pixar movie gets a reputation for making people cry or upset then i just don't watch it philip have you seen inside out I, I did. My only real problem with that movie is that the central conflict is like she moves or something. That's like yeah. I, I thought it should be her parents getting divorced or something like that. Because I, I don't for the way that the movie makes it like such a huge deal in her head. But maybe I just had a really rough childhood, so I'm like, whatever, kid, get over it. I moved like ten times, like like when I was like really young. <laughs> well, but that <laughs> almost fits really well with the Toy Story movies because if you really think about the stakes there, it's usually like. Oh, you you aren't going to take a box of toys to college with you is the is the whole conflict with like the third one, I think. <laughs> but um, at least that's like not inside someone's head and, and inside out. It's like her whole world is being destroyed and she's like complete like as if she's like, you know, suicidal yeah. or something and like all this other stuff. And it's just because she like has to go to a new school. And in Toy like, Story, we like, don't see Andy being torn apart by this decision. Yeah, yeah. The toys just, are just yeah. sad about it. Andy has yeah. like a little moment of nostalgia with the kid and then moves on with his life. Yeah, well, it's um but that's the whole thing. It's just the 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 directors, whatever the animators talking to you through whatever means they feel like talking to you. Maybe inside Andy, maybe Andy's inside things are uh just like serial killers or something. <laughs> well, my second question I guess is only directed at Philip then since you've seen it, but I was going to say, is there some things that you would consider that Shark Boy and Lava Girl do better? And putting words in your mouth, I guess the fact that the conflict here is a potential divorce could be part of it. I don't know. Yeah, but they, they leave that hanging. So I don't know if that really counts. I was like, they, they've set it up and it feels like so out of place. And like it should, if they're going to throw that in, in this movie, it should have some kind of, it has no impact on the kid. He's like, whatever, my parents seem like they're getting divorced and like moves on with his life. <laughs> like, which is, I guess, kind of funny, but uh, do I think, I guess this movie, do I think it does anything better? That's a hard one because I would probably rather watch this movie, but I can't, I'd say Inside Out is probably better on almost well, I think that, that that is a thing that it, you can say the thing it does better is kids actually want to watch it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. me. It's got people have me <laughs> this movie. It has like prequel meme levels of like there are tons and tons of people like referencing this, which I don't think anyone really references inside out. I don't know if that necessarily means it's better, but it's more, bit. more not. I, I think it is more novel. It's more unique and like weird that this guy made this movie, whereas inside out just feels like kind of like another Pixar movie. It's like a, a slightly more clever one, but this, that yeah. is one thing I'm always looking for in movies. It's like this movie just feels like no one, no one else would have made this. This like exists only at this time with this director at this moment like no, no mm. other time could this weird confluence of events allow some, some strange thing like this to happen so that's why it's better than inside out which was probably like right. focused for like a decade or something like that <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so ripped mark, off the mum spells uh mark you mentioned toy story 4 so i have to go on a quick aside i, I finally filled in a few of my viewing gaps 
I, I mm-hmm. watched Toy Story 4, which Oh wow. One thing it the the big the most impressive thing it does is justify its own existence. Cause as we were saying yeah. Toy Story 3, why the hell did they even keep going? So it justifies there being a Toy Story 4. That's good. And the yeah, other Mercy thing is, finally watched it as well because it was on our plane to Mexico. Ah. And All it's right. funny, which Toy Story 3 isn't that <laughs> funny. I mean, there's a few good jokes, but it's not yeah. that funny, where Toy Story 4 is like much funnier. So it had that going for it. Uh, the other, the other long talked about film that we never watched is I, I, I finally watched the, the Schneider cut. <laughs> oh, here's my review. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my review. Of the Schneider cut. Oh, you mean I shouldn't subscribe to Max so I could spend <laughs> 25 hours? What? I don't know. I, I haven't seen either cut of that film, so I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, I do both think bad. That... The, the Wheaton one is is fun. Again, it's funnier. It's more fun. The Schneider one is just uh-huh. like four hours of, you know, gritty. But the Wheaton <laughs> one, you have to like deal with the fact that he was basically making everyone's life hell the whole time they were working on it and erase the black guy's storyline. So in the so, end, just, you can skip no, the not ethical to watch. That is the, yeah, you can skip the. Uh, well, it's God. not like that one's good either. <laughs> They're. They're both like middling in different ways. So you know, I I liked uh, Wonder Woman and I liked the Suicide Squad and Birds the. of Prey and uh, whatever else is just whatever. I mean, I have those in my DVD. Best. I kind of like Man of Steel. See, I didn't care for that one because it was just there were reasons. It felt everything on. Krypton looked oh. like an Xbox game, which I'm was not like, saying I, mean, I loved it or anything, but yeah. it basically ended with a Dragon Ball Z fight. So, yeah, the fighting, no. the hand to hand combat in that I loved, and I love Michael Shannon. I'll just watch Michael Shannon do whatever. Yeah, uh, that wasn't stuff I had a problem with. It was that I didn't like Earth, and I did. I wanted the Kryptonians to win. <laughs> yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah, my, that means you kind of didn't do a job. Kevin Costner dies just to prove a point. That that was. <laughs> <laughs> why is he doing like, it wait no. wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute no, no, no. I'm dead. Oh! <laughs> that's so funny okay sorry that, did you that was like man tangent. of steel i feel like you're not participating in our man of steel discussion did you care oh, for it? Uh, it was i was fine with it i like mostly like what you said the i i thought that Zack snyder should make a dragon ball z movie it's my main takeaway from that i actually think that india yeah. should make now because like if you watch like rrr or some of their new stuff it's they love Zack Snyder, but they've kind of figured out how to make it like way more impactful and fun. Whereas like Dude. his stuff is gets a little bogged down in the shit. But um I hadn't thought that before, but now I'm hundred percent on board. Yes, there should be a Bollywood Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, or, like, they, they do it. But like that films. kind of like speed ramping of like action, like that can be done well. And I like it in burst of his movies. But then like the pacing and stuff like always I don't know. I feel this similar to his, his movies that like, like there's like cool stuff you can w- look up later on YouTube, but I never mm-hmm. have to watch it again. The only stuff that I, I of the entire DCEU, I think I could ever watch more than once because I like sometimes go back to some of those and just get bored. But I do find the Aquaman movies to be very watchable, and mm-hmm. I like the Birds of Prey movie. But the Aquaman yeah, I enjoyed movie- the first Aquaman. I haven't watched the second. I like, haven't seen was, Aquaman. I'm thinking awesome. about seeing the second on Monday, uh, just because it okay. looks so ape shit. Have you seen Godzilla yet, Matt? Have seen what? Godzilla. No, I'm too chicken. Then to don't watch go see subtitles. Aquaman. Okay, that was it. 
<laughs> I will well, I will stop doing this podcast if you watch Aquaman instead of Godzilla. <laughs> you should definitely see Godzilla over Aquaman, but um I just like James Wan's like sensibilities. Like he leans really hard into the goofy shit. Like there's just talking shark people when they ride robot sharks with laser oh. eyes and he just yeah. really goes for it. I saw the trailer and um whatever that guy I was with the mantis. That, oh, so that, that yeah. robot Black suit Manta. that guy had looked rad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me yeah. and Matt both turned to each other like, are we watching fucking Carmen right now? <laughs> <laughs> They're like yeah, Jules Verne, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea kind of like robots. And then also there's like Cthulhu type monsters at the end because they're melting Antarctica and it's kind of like in the mouth of madness. I, I, yeah. Or uh, in the mountain madness. But no, I kind of like really, but it's ob- the real problem with that movie is that Amber Heard was in it and then they chopped out like half the movie because of that fact and reshot it a million times so i'm not gonna say that new aquaman is good but there's like you could tell that the james Wan has like a good understanding of how to make that kind of stuff really fun and especially the the next time i have an airplane ride i'm definitely gonna watch that that's it's a great plane ride movie it's a it's a perfect plane ride movie you'll have the greatest plane ride of your life (laughs) except for you won't you'll feel like you're underwater but you're in the air it's the best irony possible um yeah, uh, you mentioned 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I don't feel like I mentioned enough on this podcast about how formative that movie was for me. What, that was basically my favorite movie when I was a kid, and I watched it as well, any that's why I you could. have a fish fetish? Yeah, exactly. Me and Tom Cruise. Eiffel Towering some fish. Um, no, yeah, it's because there was a I wish this was one of those podcasts where the name of the episode could Stop. be a quote. Yeah, but um uh twenty thousand leagues under the sea, a lot of it is just a madman screaming fight like trying to fucking make us make a giant cool looking ship fight a squid, which is just basically my taste, you know. It's just like a, a crazy person and then a, another crazy person going up against him because the um what who is that that plays the fucking protagonist just anyway there's a great saturday night live sketch about it where it's just um phil hartman just screaming twenty thousand leagues under the sea over and over and kelsey Grammer keeps explaining it to him but, um, <laughs> is anyone old enough to have ridden the disney world ride yeah i, I think it. i did there's a nice I, I virtual version of it online yeah yeah, there's someone 3D recreated, and it's kind of fun to do. You can like you virtually sit in the little chair and look around with your mouse. Um, <laughs> and the, I'm sure you could VR that too if you got the tech. Mm-hmm. Um, oh Tokyo no, I didn't. Still, Sorry, I, I thought ha- it was Epcot. Okay, no, Tokyo still has a uh, twenty thousand leagues under a ride, but it's very different. It goes through like this, the like through something, and there's no water. They put bubbles in the windows of your thing, so. It's it's different. It's just a hmm. dark ride, but it's it's fun. Right. I like it. Um, Thirty thousand leagues under the sea as like a sci-fi concept is really funny now because like the the, the plot is what if a man made a submarine? Yeah, and like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what if that? Happened? But he's like screaming and bleeding the whole time. And you don't know the submarine <laughs> conspiracy. Submarines aren't real. They're just there to trick us to be afraid of the water. That and Jaws. That's that sounds like Attack on Titan. By the way, Luke, thanks for recommending that. I go back to that because I've been mainlining it. It's fucking great. Hell yeah. Um, I guess we should talk about if this is a film or if it's filth. Uh, I'm 
I I I don't want to call someone this much green screen um a film, but there's nothing filthy about it, so I'm gonna call it a gloop. A, a <laughs> digital a, yeah. ball of gloop. It's a drool. I don't it's know. Drool. It's yeah, drool. Okay. That, that's yeah. smarter, isn't it? It's a drool. <laughs> it's drool. But gloopy drool. Psychedelic drool. It's a product for children that yeah. four men in their thirties and forties just spent an hour talking about. So I don't think we're allowed to have opinions on anything ever again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this was the first version of Wizard of Oz I saw, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. Well, um, actually, it's a film for children. I, I already have the 10 star reviews out, most of which were <laughs> clearly written by children. Oh, yes. Nice. I'm going to speed run a few. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Do it. George Lopez. My electric is so hot and cool. He needs his own movie. Nine out of 11 found that helpful. <laughs> Best movie in existence. Don't say you like the anime until you've read the manga. 14 out of 19. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> An enchanting and inspiring movie. This is an amazing, must-see movie. The characters pull you into the excitement of the movie and make you want to dream, too. Which, I guess that person doesn't dream. 4 out of 6. Um yeah, okay, Here, here's, I guess, a, a real... I'll read one that's, like, maybe not... Nah, it's still probably written by a child, but it's longer. It was awesome. Hey, if you haven't seen the movie, get up right now and go rent it. It's a movie everyone can enjoy and is really cool. The actors did really well, and if you are into the whole imaginary thing, you'll like it, too. Watch it, enjoy it, buy it, own it, dream it, and do anything else with it that you can. Don't let people borrow it unless you absolutely trust them and keep it safely hidden your kids siblings animals or husbands and wives can't find it or put scratches on it trust me you'll be very happy <laughs> if you keep it safe that's what i would do if i owned it <laughs> with lol of course <laughs> it was it was really fast yet slow which made it really cool so take my advice you hopefully won't regret it anyway i'm out <laughs> gotta go and watch it catch you later <laughs> all right I'm, I'm i'm sorry but i'm gonna read one i'm, I'm okay. sorry in advance Zero zero one zero one zero one zero one 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 one. Oi, cunts! Shark Boy and Lava Girl is wicked. Yeah, can't be downvoting on this charade because we all know that this masterpiece by Robert Rodriguez, the legend himself, crafted such a fine work of art that the stars and rating should rocket eleven. Break the system and 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 and. Four out of seven felt found this helpful. Okay, that's more than fifty <laughs> percent. That one you read just before that, Max. That was definitely a kid who wants a copy of this DVD for Christmas, <laughs> wrote yeah. that review and was like, look, mom, I wrote a review on the internet. Come and read it. <laughs> also, I think you just called me Max. Well, it's bleeding through, man. <laughs> Dreams become realities. Max, As I said, I, Max I, I just thought, dreamed all of us. I thought George Lucas was dead for like two days last week. <laughs> well, I read the news in my dream, and then it took me a while to check if that was actually, if that was actually a real thing or not. <laughs> Do you do you think that do you guys think that if George Lucas died that they'd announce the original trilogy in 4K the next day or something? Yes. <laughs> I I kind of think it's never happening. I think I he think signed that, that contract got signed with Disney. There is a clause in there that they never get released. I guarantee. I, yeah, like he would not I think, sign it otherwise. But they, I'm sure. But it is Disney as well who will do anything possible. They have the best lawyers in the world. They can figure it out. I'm sure. <laughs> if if they were gonna do it, they probably would have done it already. Unless I think either there's a clause, there's a clause that says they won't can't do it, and a clause that says they can't tell anyone that they can't do it, which makes the most sense to me. Or honestly, they're the just fans, gone. 
I have a different version. I've heard rumors that he edited directly on the original masters, so there's no way to restore them, which is weird. I I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Well, his wife edited them, probably. Okay, anyway. um... Right, but it was also a hugely successful series of films, so like, there are cinema prints out there. But he might even be done. Yeah, no, he, I mean the despecialized shit is. Yeah, from thirty-five millimeter prints, and then he like drops in like maybe occasional shots from the four K. But um, I was gonna say, but yeah, that's the fan stuff is probably better than anything we'll get from Disney. Like Disney's quality is so bad that like when you download like from Pirate Bay rips of Star Wars movies, they don't use the Disney ones. They like don't they refuse to use even the four K because the quality is so bad or something like that because Disney doesn't like upload their stuff with any care i don't know anyway regardless yeah. what i've heard is that just the 4ks that you can get now that is specialized that's probably the best you'd ever get anyway like even if yeah. they did they do it officially like <laughs> and, well, but I, and I just want to see it once in a movie theater is all i really care about that would be nice i've actually done that at a movie theater my friends used to own we had screenings of the despecialized uh star wars and empire but the projector they had installed was sort of a wasn't super fancy like the night mm. <laughs> i'd love to see it in one of the very nice modern like laser projectors but eh, it, maybe someday or not who knows but no, that's i guess that's both options but i kind of i do wonder if he's just if george lucas is just like never pay my ex-wife anything so you're never allowed to release this forever is she still alive i, I guess so <laughs> yeah wait i think I know. Now, now you got me doubting. What it. if the clause is literally they can't release it until she dies? <laughs> yeah, she's alive. Here's oh, my yeah. Disney lawyer solution: you take one scene from each movie, you cut two frames at the end of that scene. <laughs> That's probably good. well. It's have you guys idea. seen? Have you guys seen Star Wars Wars? Um, my friend, no. my friend Marcus, my friend Marcus Rosentrader. Shout out to him if he's listening or if he's not listening. Uh, uploaded to YouTube the entire original trilogy all like transposed over each other playing at the same time. Oh yeah, you should. And then did it with yeah, then did it with all six movies at the time. Just you can now, watch all of them. You can do it with all of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think they got taken down eventually, but it oh, well. <laughs> they were up for a while. YouTube. Yeah, those before YouTube was hell on earth. <laughs> on anyway, uh, as the. Yeah, I guess once we've uh, been talking about Star Wars or Marvel for five minutes apiece, that means we're probably done with this, uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Unless anyone All right. Wants to throw something out. Yeah. Anybody? Final thoughts? I, I'm genuinely kind of curious to watch that sequel they made. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. And also, I know we're going to watch the fourth Spy Kids movie for this podcast, but I'm kind of curious to go back and watch the first couple. Yeah, um, it's, it would be so like, easy for me to do that, but I might not. <laughs> I'm kind of I've, curious if this one's gonna get like a a weird like download bump because it does have like a little bit of an internet presence. Yeah, I don't think a whole lot of people are doing this movie for their podcasts. Maybe you're right. That's what it. Yeah, if I don't think there is like a big, you know, the the prestige film podcasts are probably not doing their Spy Kids and <laughs> Shark Boy season anytime soon. Robert Rodriguez probably has like a filmography that like the only thing I can compare it to is Bob Clark who did like Black Christmas, A Christmas Story and then stuff like that like it's 2000s kids movies that are like that darn cat or whatever 
Um, <laughs> he did like the greatest horror movie ever, maybe, and then like you know the classic Christmas movie, and, then, and like a few others. Like he did that Death Dream movie about like a zombie Vietnam guy coming back. It's pretty great. But then yeah, he made like a bunch of just weird straight to video kid stuff in the 2000s because I guess that's what was paying. But like yeah, because Robert Rodriguez, you go he, his career like right before this is Sin City, and then like. Like Alita is after this, so like those are two pretty high profile. He didn't do much for a minute because I guess he was going through a divorce. But um, you know, his wife was like the producer. Like I guess it's a Marsha Lucas kind of similar situation. Mm. His wife was the producer on like everything he did up until like Sin City or or so. And I think when they split, like the way he got funding was different, so he couldn't just make stuff as whenever he wanted as much. I I don't know. I've or got just one more directed, filmmaker for you. Uh, I, he, I, he directed a couple of episodes of the Boba Fett TV show, which it was the showrunner. They were it wasn't great, but it wasn't his fault. <laughs> I'd just go ahead and say that. I don't but, know but, how you would make anything good like that, like a Boba Fett show on a Disney Plus. Like yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, that would be good. Well, it's like <laughs> you can't make you can't make a heroic character out of a villainous character who is only on screen for like. Eight minutes in the original trilogy. I looked this up. Eight it should minutes. have been like Flux, where he just does like little missions that are cool. Like and he's a bad. All they, so that's like all they had to do make him the bad guy and have it be like somebody is going after him and Boba Fett's like on his throne and then <laughs> then just you know instead of killing Boba Fett, just have him run away and that's all you really had to do. You just anyway. Now we're back in Star Wars <laughs> yeah. again. I want to back. Ride a rainbow. Anyway, go ahead. I want to go back yeah, two minutes. Yeah, cool. um, one other filmmaker who definitely rocks that dichotomy. I think maybe even harder than Clark would be um, uh, George Miller. I mean, you got yeah, George all Miller the, and all the Mad Maxes, Happy Feet, Lorenzo's Oil, Babe, Pig oh, yeah. in the City, The Witches of Eastwick. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a wild ride. <laughs> do, do we have George Miller? Phil, I, I hate doing this when I ask if there are things on the oh, list. Sure. I don't think. I feel like Fury Road is, but I'm not sure. It Lorenzo's oil is shot like Fury Road, but it's like a, a drama. It's like weirdly weird. Like it's like he does all the same like smash zooms and all this stuff. And it's like, wait, why is this happening in this movie? It's great. It's yeah. <laughs> I'd also put him with Spielberg. I mean, Spielberg's done done has definitely done all, all kinds of different shit, just whatever he felt like doing, which I respect. His, even he I'm always gonna... had to like try to make it kind of prestigious. Like he wasn't willing to like do some schlock. <laughs> yeah, that well yeah, that's the thing is that I I I definitely liked early Spielberg better. He doesn't go to the but... weird extremes of Fury Road and Happy Feet 2, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and Fury Road sits at 8.1, which makes it a little oh, lower than the list. Okay. I think Fury Road deserves a, like a 10 or 9.5 bucks on Blu-ray last week too. Yeah. How would you just... rank these three movies of Paprika Inception and Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, Paprika Top. Um, no, they're all the same. Inception. Movie. Yeah, I I put in my notes somewhere that this was kind of like dumb Inception for a while. Now I I have to put. I Inception have to is put still Inception. Bad. I have to put Inception over this, but not by a lot. <laughs> I will buy a lot. Okay. I watched this and um, Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> on the same bus ride because mm, they're two yeah. episodes we're doing close because i think these are two very different takes on films about dreams did that reconfigure like consciousness like 
I mean, this is Baby's first acid trip, right? Isn't that what yeah. this is supposed to be? I mean, Eternal that Sunshine to me was just... this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Baby's, Baby's first acid trip would be yes. a good sequel. <laughs> yeah, the, this... um. Yeah, Paprika is Paprika is so much better than Inception. But also, you know what? Uh, Perfect Blue is a lot better than Black Swan. And uh, damn, Tokyo Godfather is better than the Godfather Three. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) don't... Yeah, I haven't seen Godfather Three actually. We got to watch the Coda cut. You know, the the true vision. Yeah, Uh, I guess we'll wind down for today. Uh, Philip, you got anything you want to? plug out to the world like the plugs no, in this movie i've been kind of avoiding social media it all seems man terrible. Here plug you that. In the public sphere hey <laughs> i want to plug <laughs> that yeah don't don't go on social media it's terrible <laughs> i finally put the one hour limit a thing on my phone huh yeah i've i've had something like that on my computer before i um you know I don't spend that much time on social media. <laughs> That's I, my solution. I should yeah, take my own advice. I'm terrible. <laughs> and I don't even interact. I just look at things. I just look at things. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that sucks. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> anyway. Um, but things that don't suck are following us on patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. You can get bonus content. You can find episodes of all of our shows there. Our links to all of our shows, right? You can, right? Okay, yeah, podcast yeah, I finally updated that recently. Nice. Luke Loves Pokemon, Game Game Show, Time Enough podcast covering the Twilight Zone, Occult Disney, uh, Hyrule Field Report, and that is probably all of the podcasts. And I, yeah, sometimes. And I, I noticed recently, like, if you aren't a member and just want to see what kind of weird bullshit we might talk about beforehand, you can get like five minute previews without cool which is basically the entire extra bit (laughs) yeah and and, and if you go to our next patreon tier and give us a little more money we will suck yeah and if you give us a ton of money then uh luke will fight that animal in a steel cage yeah an animal of your choosing animal of your choosing (laughs) please don't choose something like a hamster that would just be sad i'm gonna put him against a shark boy Yeah, he'll fight Taylor Lautner dressed in a shark costume. Yeah, but I'll be like 14-year-old Taylor Lautner. 